Welcome back to TTG Radio, guys. I'm so excited for today's episode. We have an interview of Ray Scruggs, who is part of Scruggs Family Dentistry. It's her and her dad. And we're talking all about oral health and fitness today, her background with health and fitness, how she's transformed her health and fitness specifically over the last year since she's been a client of ours at the training ground. And then she's giving a bunch of tips and tricks for how you can take care of your dental hygiene at home, things that you probably haven't heard before, but then also sharing the why behind doing that and explaining what will happen potentially if you don't. I think that's a big part of taking care of our health and fitness. That big motivator is looking ahead to figure out what you need to do to get where you want to be down the road, not just today or tomorrow in that instant gratification. So a little patience, a little long-term self-care in the oral fitness department. And it's a lot of fun. We aimed to talk for about 30 to 45 minutes and talked for almost an hour. So you're going to really enjoy it. It's fast paced. It's fun. It's exciting. It's educational and informative. So you're really going to enjoy it. And before we dive in, I just want to remind you guys, we are building a nutrition or online digital course focused on nutrition. We are launching it to our beta testing group in a couple of weeks. If you want to be a part of that beta testing group where you're offering feedback in exchange for a discounted price for this course, then you need to be on our TTG email list. So head to www ttgnwla.com. When you first go to the website, there's going to be a pop-up that says join our email list. Click on that button and you can join right there. We're not going to spam you. We're sending out a once a week email that has a little bit of background information, what's going on at the training ground. It'll have the weekly podcast episode in there. It'll have our weekly YouTube video if you'd rather watch instead of listen to the audio version of the podcast. And then we're sharing a little bit about where we're at with that digital course and the creation of it, but really we're aiming to launch it the first week of October. So we're, we're coming up close. We've got about three weeks. So get on that list so that you don't miss it. I'm not going to send out the launch information anywhere except on that email list. So that's all I have to say here. We're going to dive into the interview and we will put social media and links and raise contact info in the show description. So check that out and I hope you guys enjoy. Hi there. My name is Danny Phillips. I'm Ian Coyer. I'm Scott LeBlanc. And this is TTG Radio. The three of us are business partners at a sports performance gym in Northwest Louisiana. And together, we are bridging the gap between the worlds of nutrition, personal training, and physical therapy. Now, if you know us, you might call us a perfect storm. We bring a whole lot of energy to the table that's mixed in with a dash of nerdiness. Rib position of the bottom ribs and the bucket handle ribs, which I wish I could grab my little skeleton guy and bring over here. A pinch of science. I thought the cartilage like the costochondral cartilage. Wow. And a big old spoonful of straight up goofy. I wouldn't say a lifesaver. Not a lifesaver. Right. I was a... your first lifesaver. That's fair. The bottom line is this. We're here to share where science meets practical application a.k.a. reality. Life is hard, but there is a way to live it pain-free and enjoy your health while also having a gourmet cup of coffee or a glass of wine. We're sharing what we've learned along the way with our own trial and error and how we're making progress with ourselves and clients in real time. 
Are you ready for this ride? Let's go! Welcome to... Welcome... Welcome... To TTG Radio. All right, hello everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is TTG Radio. My name is Danny, and I'm here with a client and friend and part of my dentistry duo, Ray Scruggs. So Ray, welcome to the Hi. show. Nice to be here. <laughs> Yay! I was just telling Ray, it's my first like interview back outside of uh, talking with staff members at TTG. So I'm excited to yeah. kind of go and do a little back and forth and actually do an interview because it's just been a while. So yeah, I'm excited too. Yay! Okay, so I'll do a little intro, which at this point, y'all will have already listened to it, but um, like I already mentioned, she's a dentist, and she works with her dad, so I want to, and both of them train with us, so I want to give a little background to how she got into dentistry, her health and fitness, because she's absolutely an athlete, and she's been crushing it here over the last year. We're almost at her one-year mark of being at the training ground, so that's always really exciting to kind of hit that anniversary. So I'm going to let you take it away and give us a little background with what you do, why you do it, and how you got here. Okay. Um, So I work with my dad in Shreveport, obviously. Um, I've been a dentist here for about two years now. And I became a dentist mostly because my dad was a dentist and I um, have always admired him and I've seen him, how he's worked with the community and how much he's given back to the community on mission trips and also just our local community here. And that's always stuck with me since I was a kid, really. Um, And that's really what sparked my intrigue into dentistry at first. So I graduated from college and I decided to take a year off and be his assistant to see if I actually wanted to be a dentist. That's brilliant. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I'm really happy I did that because I not only got the answer that I was looking for, I also got the side of an assistant and what it's like to be an assistant and what it's like to look at the business aspect because I also worked in the front of the office for a while and worked with insurance companies, which is Nightmare. horrible. <laughs> um, and But now I know the plight of all of the little jobs in the office, which helps me be really empathetic towards problems, you know, as a boss. Um, so I decided I wanted to go, I applied, got in, and then I went to four years of dental school, obviously, um, got my honors in education as well in dentistry, which is a secondary degree on top of my dental degree. Okay. Um, and what does that entail? It's 150 hours extra. Um, (laughs) I'm the only one that did it in my class. Wow. Um, where, yeah, I, I love teaching, you know, so I love, um, just, talking to patients and telling them yeah. how to improve instead of belittling and, you know, no wonder saying, you're <laughs> such a researcher when yeah. you come in here. You're like, no, I've done the research. Yeah, no, I, I come prepared. <laughs> I think it's uh, knowledge is power, you it know? Is. So I think that, um, which is wonderful at TTG, they do an amazing job at that, the nutrition classes and things like that. That's why I've loved it so much. Cause it's not about just, you know, do as fast a workout as possible, throw in as much as you possibly can, but it's also about your form and making sure that you're not injuring yourself and that you can continue longevity with it, you know? Perfect. That's That's what what I I want you to know. Yeah. Like long-term sustainability. Yeah. I want my patients to know, okay, if I fix this cavity, how are we going to prepare to not get another one, you know, and how do we fix what we eat, you know, things like that. I can't wait to hear your answers to those later on in this (laughs) podcast. So, so yeah, I worked with, I started working with my dad and obviously very nervous, anxious about working with my parent, um, whom I've loved and cared for my whole life. Um, but I, uh, was anxious about his idea of dentistry versus mine. Cause you're a new founded, you know, new age dentist versus someone that has 30 years of experience. 
and it worked out amazingly. I mean, I, I couldn't have worked out better. I brought in this new age technology, taught him how to use that. We went paperless, you know, no, no, everything's digital. <laughs> yeah. And that took a while and a lot of convincing. And he has taught me so many shortcuts, tips and tricks, you know, diagnostic skills, all of that stuff. So we've, we've both combined our knowledge to become like a super dentist. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's, it's really good. The balance in the office is wonderful. Yeah. So I've really, really enjoyed learning from the masters, what I say. That's and so I'm cool. Dr. Scruggs number two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So what, what would you say is like his specialty versus your specialty? He is wonderful at complicated things like implants, root canals, extractions. And I'm, I'm good at those as well. I don't do implants. He does implants okay so that's mostly his specialty gotcha um I think my specialty recently and you learn so much so quickly when you're a new dentist so I bet my um newfounded love has been root canals really <laughs> yeah which is shocking because when I first started out I really did not like root canals what changed well we I learned how to do them <laughs> I love that <laughs> I mean you gotta be honest here <laughs> For the sure. issue with our education was that COVID hit while we were in dental school. Oh. And so our... That would change things. Yeah. It was very difficult to have, see patients, number one. Yeah. And we were, I think we were juniors. Um, or, yeah, we were juniors, I think, when it hit. And we... Our root canal education really lacked. Um, so I only got to perform four root canals before I graduated. What would be the normal amount? Normally, it's only around four to eight, I'd say, um, at, at LSU at least, but that just isn't en en enough, you know? And they're very simple root canals. They're like single canal root canals that are not curved or complicated at all. So when I first got out, I did not have any confidence that I could do a molar, like big time root canal. And my dad was like, try my method, like try it. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I will not touch your method. I learned this in school. I'm a rule follower. I'm not gonna do it. And I kept on struggling and not getting it perfect. And I'm, I'm a perfectionist. And so I wanted everything, like if I'm going to do something and someone's going to pay for it, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. And I, I think that um, that's why I struggled so much men mentally with it. And so I finally was like, dad, show me it. Like, you know, just tell me what you do. And he showed me his root canal procedure. And for a molar root canal, which would take me two hours at that point, wow. took him 40 minutes. And I was oh, like, wow. oh, God. I was like, this is so much better. I'm going to try this. So I tried it one time, 40 minute root canal, perfect, Amazing. right on the dot. And I've done it ever since that, that method. And no one in my class does that method. Oh, wow. And so it's just, you know, things that you don't learn in school sure. where you don't know what's going to be complicated, number one, when you come out of school, which is, you know, not the best thing. But like, say you get into an extraction and you don't re recognize that the patient is a grinder or a bruxer. In dental school, we never learned really, in my opinion, that that makes the extraction much more difficult. The bone huh. around the tooth has solidified stronger. And so it's more difficult. More pressure. There's more It's very much more difficult to get a tooth huh. on a grinder. Huh. And I didn't realize that because I hadn't had that experience. You know, I hadn't had that, this patient after this patient having a heart extraction, why is this happening to me? And so dad would point out like, oh, you don't want to touch that patient. Look, their bone has tore eyes. You need to send that off to the oral surgeon. 
So I think that's the big difference between a new dentist and an old dentist. They can tell what's going to be complicated versus what's not going to be complicated. That makes sense. You know? Experience. I mean. Exactly. (laughs) And so I've gotten to skip that step in a way because I've gotten to shout at my dad and say like, oh, why did you decide to refer that out? Why did you decide to do this? You know, things like that. And I couldn't even recognize myself two years ago. Like I feel so much more accomplished and so much further along in my career than my, my classmates really um, because of my dad, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's invaluable getting to work with him really. Oh, <laughs> it's I like a that. crash course that. internship. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm just curious what sets, not sets you apart, but like, what is the difference? I guess a quick, simple difference between you as a dentist and an orthodontist and an oral surgeon, like where are those bound, the yeah. scope of practice boundaries? Like so who does what? General dentistry it touches into all of them. So we typically do extractions. We typically do root canals. A lot of general dentists do not do molar root canals. So all of this to say, you know, we are trying to do things above the next step so that we can provide that care for patients, Mm -hmm. which is why it's difficult to pass it. You know, dental school doesn't teach in-depth things like that. First instance, orthodontics, we don't really put brackets on some general dentists do very rarely, but we do Invisalign. You know, so we touch a little bit into the ortho. We definitely um, touch a lot into oral surgery because me and my dad are very, very good at surgical extractions. We're not afraid necessarily to touch a wisdom tooth or, you know, it depends on the patient, depends on the case. But yeah, so there are definite instances where there's a grinder, there's a curved tooth or the patient's too swollen and we need to send them to the ER, that kind of deal. Um, But usually general dentists, if they're practicing in say Shreveport, usually they're going to be touching into every single aspect of dentistry. So we're well-rounded, but we don't do anything too, too complicated. That's what general dentistry is essentially. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like you always have a multitude of things that you're working on. No, oh, yeah. Like anytime you come in here, no day that you tell me is, is the is, same. Yeah, Never. It's all different. And that's so. the cool thing about dentistry. It's so, um, and that's one of the big things that drew me to it. It's never, it's not monotonous. And it's very artistic. So, you know, it's so everything is with your hands, every single thing. And it, you, you are your, um, you, you are setting your own goals. You know, you don't necessarily have to be a perfectionist dentist and that is going to show in your work, you know, a perfectionist artist's artwork is going to be a little bit better than someone else who's just throwing it together. Yeah. And so that's also the kind of scary part about dentistry because patients don't really know what's happening in their mouths. You know, they don't know necessarily if it's perfect dentistry or if it's sloppy dentistry. Yeah. You have no idea. So you're as a dentist holding yourself accountable to what you're doing to the public, which is what I really think weighs on my heart. You know, Mm -hmm. like I have to always keep this standard as I practice to make sure that the public is safe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And every doctor should do that regardless if they're a dentist or whatever kind of doctor they are. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Is there a way in like the education piece that you teach your patients that, Hey, this is the proper way that I'm doing this. Yeah. And this is what you need to be aware of. Yeah. So sometimes I'll see patients um, that come in that have sloppy dentistry. And when I say sloppy dentistry, there's two aspects to this. Yes. The dentist could have done something quick and rough. Um, but also patients have control of some of their dentistry too. You have to go home, you have to floss, you can't smoke, you know, those kinds of deals, you know? So there's, it's hand in hand. Um, but regardless, when I do see a patient and I see some shady stuff, I always point out like, Hey, look, this is 
open this margin here between the filling and the, the tooth itself is open. It should be closed there. There's some flash or some overhang on the filling. And, and I show them the x-ray. And I'm like, this is this. And I have a lot of med school students that come through. And I've gotten into like a, a pattern. As patients or as like as patients. Okay. Um, and I've like have a little brief for them when they come in. Because I know I they don't get taught that. very yeah. well for, for teeth stuff. And we get patients that get sent to the ER or just go to the ER because they have toothaches. And so I show them how to diagnose a toothache (laughs) and what to give them. Although, of course, they would know what to give them. Um, But I just, they're students, so they're like sponges, you know, so I teach them anyway. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, I don't know that I would ever think to go to the ER for a toothache. On a weekend, you would. (laughs) Yeah, people get very swollen sometimes, and it can become life-threatening in some in some areas. Wow. Yeah. Um, So, and sometimes when they come and see me and they're too swollen, I have to send them to the ER to get on IV antibiotics. Wow. Because the infection isn't just in that localized area; it can become systemic. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Hopefully, don't ever get. (laughs) No one should get that one. Right. (laughs) Uh, So you mentioned smoking, and what else? Is it maybe not easy, but like a simple, mm-hmm. and maybe simple is not the right word either, but like what are things that people can immediately stop doing to yeah. help them have better oral care? So there's a lot of answers to this. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of questions. Yeah. There, from what I've seen in this community and I, and surely in all of America, um, we have a higher prevalence of diabetes in the country. Unfortunately, um, not shocking. Yeah. And I see a lot of that in Shreveport um, and what that does to the mouth. And um, what it does to our gum tissue specifically is it becomes, I'm sure everyone's heard of gingivitis. You know, mm-hmm. there's an ugly cousin to gingivitis called periodontitis. Okay. It not only affects your gum tissue and makes it nice and puffy and red and bleedy, but it also affects your bone underneath your gum tissue. Mm. And what it does is it attacks your bone. It causes all kinds of inflammatory processes where it pulls the bone away from the teeth the teeth become loose and then we lose our teeth and need dentures. It's a painless process typically. So patients will not know that it's happening to them until, until it's over until they say, Hey, I have a loose tooth. I don't know when this happened. And then I look and all of their teeth are loose. And that how scary it is. It's a very hard conversation to have with patients because they don't understand how could this have happened so quickly. It probably seemed like it happened overnight. Yeah. I mean, it happened and patients don't come into the dentist and things like that. And it happens because, and this is, Sounds like I'm making a plug, but it really does happen because we aren't getting cleanings. <laughs> um, because calculus is what forms on the teeth from the plaque that forms from carbohydrates. So let's start from the beginning of the process. Okay. There are... You said carbs. You got my attention. Yeah, <laughs> this is all coming from carbs. Um, so when we're born from the start of our lives to the end of our life, you're going to have bacteria in your mouth. There's one, not necessarily bad bacteria, but there is a a bacteria that causes cavities called Streptococcus mutans. It's in your mouth from the day you're born. And what it does is it forms plaque on your teeth. Um, It processes carbohydrates and it it, it, uh, lets go of acid once it processes the, the sugar. And what acid does is it decreases the pH in our mouths and it forms a bad environment for our enamel. And our enamel gets eaten away in certain places. So you can brush, brush, brush. You can get the plaque and the streptic mutans off of the teeth. But if we don't floss, which a lot of people don't floss, that streptic mutans is still in between our teeth. And I mean, you got to pop in, cup, 
floss it, floss it, pop out, you know? And that's where most of the time we get those little holes in between the teeth. So an increased carbohydrate diet and with coupled with an inflammatory disease um, or not coupled with an inflammatory disease is going to increase the acid in our mouth and make our enamel so much weaker and so much more susceptible to cavities. And I have patients come in and they say, I've never had a cavity in my life. I can't believe I have six cavities or eight cavities or whatever. And you have to think about this process. Like strep mutans is slowly breaking down the enamel, but at a constant rate all across the mouth. So yeah, you won't have cavities one, one time I check you. And then six months down the road, you may have four little cavities that the strep mutans have been working on and they finally bust through, you know? So I'm going to floss when I go home today. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) when you think about it and after our cleanings, it only takes 24 hours for that black to form again. Oh that my God. stuff. That's it, not fair. It is. It is aggressive. <laughs> it's an aggressive bacteria. Hmm. So decreasing carbohydrate load, flossing, brushing, and obviously increasing our fluoride as well. Because when we increase our fluoride, it embeds back into the enamel and it makes the enamel stronger and more resistant to the acid. So when I see patients who have these tiny cavities, say they have four or six in between the teeth cavities, which is what I usually see before I drill, before I say, hey, we have cavities here. I say, look at the enamel. And I don't know if you can put pictures up onto the podcast, but there's a- We can show them on Instagram. Perfect. There's a, when you look at a tooth, there's a shell, a whiter shell. If you look at an x-ray, you can see this white shell. Underneath the white shell is dentin. So the white shell is enamel. Then we have dentin. And then we have a darker area in the middle, which is the nerve. So there are different classifications for cavities. E1 and E2 are in the enamel. D1, D2, D3 are in the dentin, okay? Okay. So E1 and E2 are the very first step, steps of cavities. They're slowly going through the enamel, E1, E2, D1, right when it gets to the dentin. So E1 and E2, hypothetically, it's not hypothetically necessarily because it's been shown, um, E1 and E2 can be reversed with okay. fluoride. So that's also why it's important to come in for your cleaning because if I start seeing E1, E2 lesions, I can put you on stronger prescription strength fluoride toothpaste and we can potentially reverse these cavities instead of me going in and drilling, okay, you know, that's a really yeah. good. And I step. always try that the first time I see somebody, or even if I'm continually seeing you and I start seeing these little areas here and they will remineralize, you know, if you do what I say, <laughs> um, can you increase, like, is there any other way to increase your fluoride intake other than the toothpaste? So there are other ways to do it to increase the strength of the enamel, just like calcium, things like that, like grass-fed milk um, has been shown to help strengthen and remineralize teeth in some ways. Um, and other, you know, dietary substitutes, I'm sure, but that's the one that I remember, you know, and, and think about whenever I tell patients. Um, but the most important part, I think the fluoride's the most effective one, okay. you know, because you're directly hitting the area. So even if you were to drink milk, not necessarily, it's not going to get to where it needs to go because those teeth are touching in Mm -hmm. a certain way. And right where they're touching is where the cavity is. So, I mean, the milk could just like wash over the touching area and it's so tight right there that very little milk will get in there. So floss and then drink milk. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I tell my patients when I give them the toothpaste, I want them to only brush with it once a day, brush normally twice a day, obviously brush with your toothpaste in the morning, my toothpaste at night because it's strong and I don't want you to eat it and have too much fluoride. So you brush, 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 spit it out, no water. And then you actually put the toothpaste on the floss 
and you floss it in between the back teeth where the where the cavities are. I've never heard that before. And then you spit it out, no huh. water. It's just like when we get the fluoride paste put on our teeth when we're kids. Yeah. And there's no water, no drinking 30 minutes after. Okay, it's so just 30 like that. minutes roughly. Well, you, you do it right before bed, and then I want you to go to bed with it in your mouth. So you spit it out, no swishing or anything like that. Huh. So it's like a paste, you know, yeah. like an actual paste that stays, and it stays in that specific area that I want it. And it remineralizes, you know, next time I see them, those little black areas will be completely gone. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay. So, and I also Two put all my, on, yeah, on, on the, the floss. floss. That's fascinating. <laughs> I'm blown away right yeah, now. Yeah, cancer, chemotherapy, radiation, to patients too, all the time. Fluoride really? food If you are going through cancer, chemo, anything like that, see your dentist, get fluoride trays, because what happens with diabetes too, um, what happens with radiation, chemotherapy, drugs or even radiation above the breast, it can cause xerostomia, which is decrease of saliva. Huh. That is a cavity's best friend. No saliva, what happens? The food sticks to our teeth even stronger. It doesn't get washed off or flowed off, you know? Yeah. And that sugar has a field day with that. You will, wow. cancer patients just, it wreaks havoc on the mouth. Oh my gosh. And I found wild. Some, some doctors in Treeport some cancer doctors here have sent their patients to me, but I've seen other patients, whether they're not paying attention at the doctor or not, I don't know, but whether they, um, they'll go through chemotherapy or radiation or something like that. And they'll have a toothache. And I see them. I'm like, have you been on a fluoride tray? You know, you get a tray when you have that. And we put fluoride in your tray. Yeah. Um, and they're like, no, I had no idea. I shouldn't have even thought about my teeth. Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay. This is, this is so <laughs> good for me to know. Cause I do work with people yeah. who have cancer. I would say at least a couple a year. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if you ever have anybody that says they have dry mouth, regardless, they either need to be on a salivary substitute, like um, that you can get over the counter at Walgreens. There are sugar-free lozenges mm -hmm. that increase saliva. Anytime, whether you have cancer or not, some people are just born with xerostomia. You know, they are have constant dry mouth, cotton mouth. Say you have a CPAP even, you know, that causes dry mouth. So it's very important to remember to rinse with water when you wake up with CPAP, you know, always be thinking about, I got to get this food off of my teeth, mm -hmm. whether it be brushing or swishing with water. After I'm done eating, I'll have some water and swish around with it and, you know, yeah, swallow. <laughs> so, and this brings me, I have a lot of questions, but um, first, the book that we've been reading. Yeah. So ultra processed people talking about ultra processed foods. I don't know if you've gotten to the part yet where they talk about, um, when you drink a Coke, instead of brushing your teeth immediately after, you should swish with water and let it sit yeah. for 30 minutes. Is that true? I mean, I no, that's 100 true. true. I just never heard it before yeah. until I read this. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's brilliant. Because I always think about get the sugar off my teeth. But it's acidic. Um, that's why the Coke is acidic. So it yeah. weakens the enamel for a long-term or short-term period. If you drink a lot of Coke, I can tell. Because I can see on the back side of the teeth all of the enamel is gone pretty much, yeah. you know, that dentin is shown and then you'll have tooth sensitivity. So when you drink a Coke, it opens up the pores on our, on our enamel, mm -hmm. causes some acid shedding essentially. And then if you were to brush right after that, you are damaging that open port enamel. Essentially you're weakening it. You're scrubbing it off. Also a good thing to talk about. Um, so yes, rinse with water, but a good thing to talk about is also the strength of brushing. Cause a lot of people say, I just, I'm scrubbing the heck out of my teeth. I don't understand why I have any cavities. Well, two, I learned this in dental school. I'm a child of a dentist and a dental hygienist. <laughs> I did not know how to brush my teeth until I went to dental school. That's it's wild. It's crazy. 
So you only need two fingers worth of pressure to brush our teeth. It is very little. It is, you're going to feel like you're not doing the job right, essentially. Circle motions, very, very minimal push. You do not push at all. If If your bristles are fraying at all, you're doing it wrong, okay? What happens when you fray your bristles and, and push hard, especially when you flip grip and you're right-handed, I can tell people are brushing harder on their right side because you have more strength there. So mm-hmm. you have to really think about that. You're rubbing away your enamel, especially at the gum line where all of your food gets stuck there and you'll, you'll expose that dentin and the dentin is much softer, much more susceptible to cavities than the enamel. Wow. So you're opening up your teeth to cavities by brushing sometimes if you brush incorrectly. That's crazy. And I... I know I used to brush hard, so I use a baby. I use a baby toothbrush, not yeah. a child. A baby soft toothbrush. So, is there actually a need for a regular hard Absolutely adult not. toothbrush? Okay. If you want to go scrub your tires in your car, maybe. <laughs> you know, no. I did tell my cleaning lady two weeks ago. I was like, I have an old toothbrush. Can we use it to like get some of these little? Yeah. Like, anyway, <laughs> soft toothbrush or an electric toothbrush that okay. has been shown to be more beneficial. Yeah. Water pick always love water picks for flossing, you know, if you have trouble flossing or whatnot. Um, but the, uh, a Sonicare or an Oral-B, all you have to do is walk it along the teeth. There are three surfaces of the teeth, the outside surface, the on top surface, and then the inside surface. So you got to get all three. And I also see a lot of the times people aren't wrapping around the back of their molars back here very very hard place to clean with your toothbrush so you have to focus on getting back there and a tight space for food to just build up and sit there all day because you can eat breakfast and then you 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 know put your tongue up there an hour later and you can find some more breakfast you know yeah (laughs) so i mean it's a real thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) is it a problem to brush your teeth more than twice a day if you're doing the proper technique yeah no um, you can brush your teeth as many times as you want, as long as you're not going to town. Great. Um, but the circular motions, you know, yeah, everything is about the strength of the brushing, essentially. Okay. Um, I mean, if you're having acidic drinks all the time and you're brushing your teeth, obviously we shouldn't be doing that either. Yeah. Do but, you have some examples of acidic drinks outside of soda? Like, yeah. Are there healthy lemonade, acidic drinks? You cannot. No, absolutely no lemons, period. I mean, really? lemons are just so, so bad. The three top three worst things for your teeth. Lemons, peppermints, and ice. <laughs> so don't so try Sonic, don't on ice. Sonic ice is out. <laughs> no. Um, it, yeah. It's okay. So what are your thoughts on like these, you know, healthy, because there's health benefits to lemons, um, right. like these lemon waters. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'd say, I mean, truly, I'd say swish with regular water afterwards because there are health benefits to lemonade. I mean, to lemon drinks. I know the lemon cayenne pepper thing is supposed to increase your metabolism, things like that, you know. Sure and, you up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'd say drink it with a straw, number okay. one, so okay. that's not washing and bathing all of your teeth. Yeah, yeah. And drink it quickly. Do not sip on it for a very long time. Shots all around. Yeah, that's it. Okay, <laughs> love it, love it. What about, like, these flavored sparkling waters that are all the rage. They're also acidic. You know, okay. they have an increased acidity to them. And there's been some research on them that have shown that they, anything that increases acidity is going to increase streptococcus mutans. Like, you know, it's going to increase the bad bacteria in our mouth. So I love sparkling water. I still drink it. Um, I floss and brush and sometimes we'll throw in my fluoride toothpaste, you know, or Sensodyne. Okay. Um, so it just depends on your lifestyle, really. I mean, I don't over drink them. I drink them quickly. 
So as long as we're kind of abiding by those rules, I'd say, then we should be okay. But we also have other things like genetic factors where we have people with weaker enamel. Mm-hmm. So you just have to ask your dentist. Talk to your dentist. <laughs> Talk to your dentist. I feel like you're preaching. Yeah. Um, but like the same way I do, but from your perspective, like get your individualized program, understand your yeah. mouth and what's going on with you. I mean, ask your dentist if, you know, if they, if they think what you're eating could be causing these issues, if they think the strength of your enamel could be causing these issues, do you have diabetes? Do you smoke? Do you have an autoimmune disorder? I mean, all of these things affect the gum tissue and the mouth and all of these um, systemic diseases that we don't think of when we think about the mouth can have symptomatic issues in our mouth. So yeah, I definitely say talk to your dentist about things like that. Yeah. And if you don't have a dentist... Right here. Right here. <laughs> we'll put her contact Me info, and Papa Scruggs. <laughs> yeah, in, in the show notes below and whatnot. But you can also just Google Scruggs Dentistry and you'll find them. Um, okay, so you did mention carbs earlier and how that really affects the teeth. Is that specifically sugar or, like, do we need to be more cautious of our fruits, our vegetables, starchy carbs, yeah. proteins, fats? Like, it's is all, it just carbs yeah. and just sugar or I have, a, I have a figure for this, actually, because oh, I knew you were going to so ask this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's all it. sugars pretty much. Okay. I mean, it's fructose, sucrose, glu- t- glucose, all of them. All of them. So yeah. anything that breaks down into glucose, exactly. or anything it's ending in OSE, um, so yeah. that will then go for your starchy go. carbs, your whole grains, your beans, your legumes, your fruits, your vegetables, all of those things either are made of sugar or they're going to break down into sugar. Yeah. Um, and we'll, I'll share this, I'll yeah, send this perfect. over, but yeah, it's pretty much every single one of them, which is unfortunate. Um, I definitely think that the swishing with water afterwards helps mm-hmm. um, significantly. Okay. Um, because Makes sense. and it's simple. Like that is such a simple yeah. Thing it is we so simple. Do. Yeah, it's an easy thing. And also giving your children water only. I mean, with kids, it is such a and that book that we're reading. Oh my gosh, it's terrifying it when you read blowing? it. About I, I have a two year old, <laughs> and I mean it. It makes you terrified of what you're ch- you're feeding them. You know, yeah. it said something around like. of a child's diet in America is made up of ultra processed foods. Uh, Yeah. And it's all, it's so crazy. Even (laughs) when, I mean, I know you and I think about it all the time before we started reading this book, but I've started going back through my pantry. I'm like, Oh, gotta throw this out. Oh, gotta throw this out. It's something that is like a healthy ultra processed food. Yeah. But the health claims that are put on the package, they make you feel like, oh, this has the health benefit I'm looking for. And we don't, even if we flip it over, look at the nutrition back panel, read the ingredient list. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's standing out so much more now than it was before. It is. And it's kind of overwhelming as a parent who's busy. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm trying to find the time and this is, it, it sounds unrealistic, but I, I am trying to find the time to create my own things, like my own pasta and my own bread. And I know if I get better at it and quick, I'll get quicker at it, you yeah. know? Um, but I think that one of the, the easiest thing to do for Adelaide is to only give her water, no juices, no chocolate milk, you know, that kind <laughs> of deal. Kids love chocolate milk, man. Um, but even if I do give her chocolate milk, I'll give her water right afterwards, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, making sure that we're brushing their teeth. They are hard to brush their teeth, man. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. <yet>. Hard to <laughs> floss too. Um, the good thing about kids is they come, uh, with thought in mind, their teeth don't touch. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you don't have to floss as, as perfectly as you do adults. Gotcha. Um, 
until their teeth touch, which their Adelaide's teeth are starting to really, really touch, even in the front, and she's about two and a half. Okay. Um, so every time she eats meaty foods, whenever she was a, a younger than now, I would definitely check in between the front teeth to make sure there's no meat stuck there, that kind of deal. Because meat in between the teeth can cause gum problems, you know, like an abscess kind of deal. Nothing Um, we want. Yeah, no. Um, But, yeah, I think that Whole Foods is definitely the best way to approach her snacks and things like that, unfortunately. (laughs) It's expensive, but it's worth it. I know. I've been, like, racking Uh my brain of how can I show, like, the process versus the Whole Food version where the Whole Food version is cheaper, like, by, yeah, it it's not so going to be cheaper. Research it. There was yeah. a chapter in the book where, I, I mean, I'm being where, optimistic. <laughs> I know. I mean, they say that, what was it? Americans spend 6%, six, 4 to 6% of their income on food, while healthier people and people that live longer, longer living countries spend around 30% of their income on food. I'm probably yeah. about 30%, but I don't have a two year old. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's always on the forefront of my mind. Like, I'm thinking, how am I going to set up this child for success with her nutrition? Mm-hmm. How am I going to make sure she's getting the nutrients that she needs? It's my job. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so I am thinking about that and like trying to add like a probiotic and anything that I possibly can or like, you know, I try to hide veggies and I'm not supposed to, but I do. <laughs> you know, hiding veggies is like, apparently, you know, you're supposed to let them see My mom it. did too. Yeah. I mean, so, Hey, she loves mac and cheese. So <laughs> Through some beans and some I was going to say, I feel like you could probably... <laughs> you could throw anything in mac and cheese. <laughs> like rice cauliflower, mashed cauliflower or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's very uh, texture-oriented, so... Uh, but I did make my own pasta, you know. Did you? I did, yeah. And it turned out well? Turned out great. It took a while, but next yeah. time it won't take me so long. Okay. So it's actually quite easy. You just mix the semolina flour with water and then yeah, pasta shape and put it in a boil. So it's really easy once you get the hang of it. Yeah, I really feel like I could do it. I've, I've yeah. made my own pizza dough oh yeah and that yeah, you was could definitely fantastic do it. yeah um yeah yeah it's just like mentally it's like making this space to be like you do have the time figure out the bandwidth you can do it do it once and then it's not going to seem so hard after you do it right once. the good so. thing with pasta is that you can freeze or like store the excess pasta so you just make a whole bunch and then you store it and then you have pasta yeah yeah I really so, need to do that yeah. I have no excuse <laughs> uh I've just been going to Giuseppe's and buying a pound of pasta at a time it's like oh. eight dollars and change for a pound of pasta and it keeps for about a week in the fridge wow okay yeah. I'm sure they make it homemade there they do yeah, so that's great do. yeah um that's yeah, a good mom, mom hack. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same time. It's definitely more expensive than buying a box of pasta at the store, but it's homemade. It doesn't have any preservatives in it. Like, yeah, it's made fresh. Yeah. yeah. That's what you want. So, mm-hmm. okay. So transitioning a little bit from dentistry, we kind of talked a little bit about the nutrition piece. Um, we've already mentioned that you have a two-year-old. So you started your journey with us about a year ago. What brought you here? You already had health and fitness in your background. So what brought you here? What has your journey been like? And we'll go from there. So I was a soccer player in college and I played soccer in high school. Um, I have always been athletic. I've always been into biking and running and things like that. I um, biked across the country. I think that is so cool. <laughs> when I was 18. I don't want to do it, but I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've always been very... Uh, fitness oriented because of my dad. He's a, he's a, um, Iron Man. And, um, so when I got, when I had a baby, <laughs> I gained some weight <laughs> and, you know, I started dental, I, I started, I became a dentist. I moved, I had a baby all in two months. 
Golly. Yeah. So um, I got a therapist, and <laughs> it was great. Better health. Plug. There you go. Yeah. Um, a lot of life changes, and I wasn't really um, focused on my nutrition at that point because I was just not really happy about being in Shreveport because it's kind of boring here. But I found my community, which is wonderful. Um, but I left a really good community back in New Orleans. So I've kind of slowly built this one up, which has been wonderful. And TTG's really played a great role in that. Um, I love you. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, one Sunday I was eating with my friend Casey and he was like, I, he looked amazing. And I was like, you look great, Casey. You look like you've lost so much weight and you look strong. And he was like, yeah, I work at this gym. You want to go there right now? <laughs> I was like, was we were like we in our church gear. <laughs> And they, Casey brought me and my husband up here in our church outfits and we walked right up to the gym and met Danny and Ian. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I think I started working out that week or a week after. Did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I came in and Ian did his physical in here and I loved Ian so much and loved Danny and I started nutrition with Danny and Clay and uh, just took it from there. I started three times a week and I haven't missed a week. I don't think since we started. No, I don't think so. <laughs> like as long as you've been in town. Yeah, here. yeah exactly. So I've, I've seen such a body transformation. And it's been amazing as a mom because it's gotten me into this like nutrition mindset with Adelaide too, which I think is going to set her up for success in life without being obese and, you know, with health issues and things like that. That's that. You I mean, know. just being in a city in Louisiana oh, already yeah. puts you at a, a negative. You oh, know, yeah. It said there was the, the stat on kids is that when they enter elementary school, they're 700% more likely in the United States to come out obese. Oh, my God. Within the last 30 years. Ooh, oh, <laughs> I that's scary. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I started working out here. I've lost 22 pounds. Is it 22 mm-hmm. now? Congratulations. Yeah, 22. Wow. But, and, I, and the thing about it is, like, at some point, my mind shifted from, like, I want to lose 20, 30 pounds mm-hmm. to I want to live a long time. I want to be healthy yes. and I want to be strong. Yes. You know? And you are. Like, I am strong. Yeah. And I, I worked it. out yesterday at a class that I did um, at this like um, aerobics class, like mm-hmm. a, um, a very high intensity cardi- cardio sport class. Yeah. Which I haven't done in a while because um, I'm so into weightlifting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went and did that and I remember I did a spin class and then we did a body pump class and I did it back to back. And a couple of years ago, I did the same class because I work out with my mom sometimes at this place. And I threw up in between both those classes and I couldn't finish the second class oh a couple gosh. years ago. <laughs> and yesterday, I killed it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, winning. felt great. I was like, this is amazing. And I haven't done cardio in a while and I've just been weightlifting. Like, yeah. And I, I feel just like my whole body feels so much better and stronger and I'm going to be there longer for Adelaide and I'm going to be able to do more things with Adelaide. And she's gotten bigger. You've gotten stronger. So like, I don't have any trouble lifting her up. No. And she's heavy. She's like 25, (laughs) 30 pounds. I mean, and it's, it is hard to hold that baby, you know, and moms and dads will understand this. Like it takes a toll on your back and your shoulder and your arms to hold a child all the time. Yeah. So it, it has actually helped to become stronger as she's gotten bigger. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And Caleb, my whole family has noticed like the big changes. In you my, made huge body composition changes. I have made very, very big body composition changes. And I like, you know, getting to work out with my mom, who is so strong and so amazing. And she was like, wow, you really killed it. Like, you know, like, I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, I've been working out. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah, so it's been fun. And it's also a good community. I mean, you know, as a mom and a working mom at that, you get lonely. And so 
to find not only a good thing for my body, but also friends, yeah. you know, and like, uh, I love hanging out and, and getting to just chit chat about things with, with Nathan and with, um, Scott and Ian, everybody here is amazing. You know, not one person I don't like. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. And that's what we want to build a community that empowers you and holds you accountable. But at the same time, like there's, there's a little bit of family there. Oh, there you is know? for sure. Like, yeah, if you're five minutes late, we're like, where are they? Yeah. They're supposed to be here. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. uh, we, we want you to be here. We want to enjoy our time with you. There's, you know, you don't want to show up to somewhere and just feel like it's an obligation. You have to get through it. So you, you never show up. Exactly. Yeah, you, you won't come. never show up. Yeah. So no, I don't feel like that at all, which is, I mean, that's a hard thing to accomplish as a gem, you know, so congrats to y'all. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, I'll have to hand it to Ian because he's the one who, who started this and brought me on board and then brought Scott on board. And yeah. we've, you know, cultivated this community get together, but it's started with Ian and wanting to make that kind of a family culture. So, yeah. And that, and I feel the same way about my practice too. As you should. I, yeah. I love hearing you and your dad go back about your stories of what you have going on in the business. Cause I'm like, oh, it sounds like me talking with Ian. Yeah. It's literally like <laughs> it's that. So I, I see the dynamic between y'all two and I totally feel that with like dad is Ian and yeah. I am you. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. It's, it's uh, great. And you need someone like that who some ways like is your opposite almost. Yeah to bounce those ideas off of. And at the end of the day, you have the same goal, but your paths might be a little different getting there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) totally, totally understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love that. Okay, so let's talk about how we can bring, and we've talked about this a little bit, but let's wrap it all together of like, how can we bring oral fitness more to the forefront of our daily lives? I actually like to talk a little bit about financials of oral fitness like and and coming from my personal example of I separated from the military and then I didn't have health insurance Mm. so I just didn't go to the dentist for five years and the two times that I had braces went down the drain sorry mom and um (laughs) so then I got Invisalign which hey three more days and oh yay that's great what do you call the bumps the tabs the tabs the tabs are coming I'm so excited that's awesome yeah it looks great (laughs) yeah that y'all did a wonderful job so I'm excited yeah um so so, yeah how can this be a more easily affordable approach like what can we do so that a it costs less long term but like what are we looking at if if we don't have health insurance, but we want to make right. the effort to take care of our teeth. So I definitely think that um, there's a whole lot that we could do. Um, first of all, our office knows that there is an issue with uninsured people in Shreveport. So we offer an $89 cleaning, x-rays, and exam. Just That's to amazing. get you through the door. You know, it's affordable to most people. Yeah. And then we can see what's going on. We can give you ha- tips and tricks to mm-hmm. kind of decrease. We can give you the fluoride drink toothpaste, which is cheap at our office, you know. Yeah. And so the, that to get you in the door. But most of the time I see patients and I'm like, hey, you have a couple of little problems here and there. And I try to tell them, and I, I hope they understand this when they walk away, if you don't have insurance and we're going to do three cavities, it might be $300, $400 right now. Yeah. But if we wait for it, it's going to be a lot bigger of a problem. Yeah. Even an extraction is going to be more expensive than a tiny filling right now. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, so I always make that, you know, fear might hold you from coming to the dentist, but fear is going to cost you a lot more too. Later on, and yeah. it's not a judgmental zone in my office, at least I understand. And I've had many patients, patients tell me 
you're the first in it that's made me not feel stupid. You're the first. And and that's like the best compliment. That's a huge compliment. I love that for you. And it's because I'm so into education and I understand like the the issue between the dentist versus the patient isn't that the patient's doing a bad job. It's that that they were not educated properly into how to take care of their mouth. Mm -hmm. They weren't educated properly into how nutrition is, you know, things like that. You would never. A little someone coming in here that's overweight and say no, you know they never come back no it would not no. yeah no it's all about being a human you know being personable and understanding where they're coming from mm-hmm. and then helping them along the way to yeah. get back to back to baseline health um so i definitely think that it's about embarrassment a lot of the times when patients are like i can't go there because i'm gonna have to tell them that i haven't been in four years and what Everybody tells me they haven't been in four years. Okay? <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. I will never make you feel embarrassed. I will never say anything derogatory about your mouth. I will only give you suggestions on how to improve and talk to you about, you know, what your concerns are essentially. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that it's funny because monetary issues, I think they mostly stem from fear in this situation. But the things that we could possibly do at home if we don't see a dentist is the Listerine wash, you know, um, very affordable, ADA approved, American Dentistry Association approved um, mouthwashes help a whole bunch. The fluoride toothpaste. There are some increased fluoride toothpaste at the grocery store. You could just go and get that. Floss with it, like I said. Is decrease your acidic beverages, decrease your carb load, and drink water. You know, so those are affordable things. Absolutely. Those are so simple. Like- yeah. But um, if someone tells you you have a little cavity, go ahead and get it filled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just better to do that than a root canal or a crown or an extraction. How you know? how much are those roughly? Like, is that thousands of dollars compared to a couple hundred? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like a crown would be around, if you don't have insurance, a crown would be around 1200 I'd say a root canal is about 1200 probably. Wow. To 900 I guess, cheaper. These are all ballparks. I don't really deal with money, but that'd be ballpark. <laughs> and then fillings, I'd say, are like a hundred something. Okay. You know, they're they're very much much more cheap. Yeah. And we have payment plans at the yeah. dental. You know, like we have two great payment plans um, that have very low interest rates. To one of them has no interest rates for a couple months. There you go. Yeah. So um, do it. Yeah. So there's there are plenty of options, um, especially if you find someone who's caring. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I think it's it's a relief just to hear, even if they're not exact, to hear numbers like to me when I'm trying to plan something. You're right. There's a fear there of like, oh, I just I can't even think about it. I don't want to deal with it. I'm sure it's more whatever more is it's right. more than I want to spend right now. So I just don't think about it. Five years. Right. And even if it is more, line. <laughs> even if it is more, it's better to just come in and get the cheap cleaning Yeah, because it keeps that black off your teeth. It keeps the more cavities from forming. Say I say you have three cavities and you're like, I can't afford it. I'm not going to do it. Well, at least we saved you from getting more cavities yeah. by giving it cleaning. Yeah. You know, I have some patients who come in and they have problems in their mouth and they're just like, we'll just, you know, take a, I'll do it next year or whatever. And I'm, and I go by what they say, you know, like I give them my suggestion, but that's just, it. it's just my suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not pushy. <laughs> If you're pushy or not, it's still they have to make that decision. It's yeah, just like their mouth. Me with you exactly. like I'm gonna eat that pizza if I want it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say, well, here here's some options. Feel free, you know, yeah. which option do you want and I'll help hold you accountable to it. Like yeah. um oh, love it. 
okay, when I was a kid, I had to get, my mom took me to get a cleaning every six months. Is it every six months? Is it every year? What's your recommendation? It depends. Um, <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> it's my go-to answer. If you have gum disease or periodontal disease or diabetes or you smoke or things like that, usually four months. Every okay. four months. Every four months. Um, but normal, like people who have, um, what is normal? Because I'd say more than the majority of Americans have gum disease. But normal. If you have like good gum gum tissue, you brush your teeth, you floss, that kind of deal. Um, and sometimes people don't brush or floss and they have great gum somehow. I don't know. It's just genetic sometimes. Um, but usually six months is the ADA's recommendation unless you have issues. Okay. Um, some people get it done every year, but... That's just because they don't want to see the dentist usually. Gotcha. Um, the military only made us do it once a year. And I was like, hmm, my mom made me do it every six months. Yeah, it's every six months <laughs> is what the recommendation is, especially because that plaque forms so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, typically we, we see patients with um, a lot of buildup. And sometimes athletes actually have a lot of buildup because they are um, salivating more than other people. Oh. When you're working out, you're increasing your blood flow, increasing yeah. your saliva. Huh. So I have always had buildup on the back of my gums, on the back of my front teeth. Because I'm an athlete. How interesting. Yeah. And huh. so that can cause gum, gum issues in the yeah. front. Um, and that was one thing that I learned because I was going every six months. And she was like, dang, you have so much buildup again. I'm like, I've lost, you know, I, I don't know. What yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> but she has to pop it off every month, every six months for me, no matter how much, because it's just always there. <laughs> and that's so. not something that you should necessarily, like, don't give up being an athlete because you have. Oh, like, no, you it's know, not that's... too much. It's just more calcium deposits on the back of our teeth. I mean. And if you're still flossing and brushing, we still have control over yeah. the gum tissues. You know, it's just, it'll build sometimes, but as long as we're staying on top of it, it won't build too quickly if, yeah. if you're seeing the dentist, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Okay. That's all my knowledge. Not all of it, but <laughs> some of it. <laughs> um, okay. So last question. Uh, so many of our clients are, they're busy working parents. And I say working, whether they're working a full-time job or a full-time parent, like it's yeah. busy and I... I don't know how you'll do it, but how did you approach adding back in three hours a week of working out a year ago? Like, how are you maintaining? And I hate to call it balance because there's so much of an ebb and flow. Yeah. How do you manage making sure that health and fitness and nutrition be maintain like stays a part of your routine? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with motivation. So my motivation and Ian, it's funny because I think Ian would dock me for this, but. <laughs> Whenever I first started, I remember telling Ian, I'm doing this for Adelaide. Like, I'm doing this for I remember Adelaide. you saying that. And he was like, no, you're doing this for yourself. <laughs> like, you need, to, you need to have the mindset to do it for yourself. But he doesn't understand what motherhood's like. You know? No. Nope. He'll, yeah, but he'll yeah. get it one day. Um, but having that such a powerful motivation behind why I'm working out, it's so that I can play with Adelaide when I'm older and that I can live long enough to see her have kids. You know, like, that is never going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Other than like me looking good in the mirror, you know, that might go away one day, but me loving my child and being there for her, that motivation is not going anywhere. So that was my motivator to find the time was also, I don't want to cut into my time without a lady. I don't want to obviously cut into my work time because I do work full time. Yeah. And I'm the main breadwinner in my family. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to wake up early. I hate it, but I'm going to have to. So I wake up before Adelaide and I come here and I, I work out before work and before Adelaide wakes up and my, I have a great partner. That's one thing that I'm blessed with. You know, Caleb is so kind and compassionate and loving and loves to see me succeed in my physical fitness journey and nutrition journey. And he's there with me, supporting me when I eat and, you know, trying to cook things and go to the grocery store for me and that kind of deal. 
So having a good partner is one of my good things that has happened in my life. Um, sometimes that taking don't... a lot of communication with him so that he understands what you're doing and how you're trying to make changes. He's always been such a good communicator more than me. Um, yeah, obviously it would take good communication, but Caleb's always been like my, um, motivator, you Aww. know, he's always been the person that's like, if I'm tired or if I'm doing something like, um, say I skip work or whatever you know he's always like gotta wake up you know we're going you know things Aww. like that so he's always there for me um I haven't ever had communication issues with him if if we are it's me <laughs> <Not him. laughs> so that's a good I mean that's another thing Caleb's just you know a great great guy um so good for Adelaide too you know always wants the best for her wants the best for me wants the best for everybody so I haven't had to struggle with that which is awesome yeah um <laughs> But not everybody obviously is in that boat. Um, but I still think that communicating with your spouse of like, because there will be some times where he'll get a little jealous that I'm working out so much. He's like, man, I need some time to, to work out because I am working out so much more than him. Um, although he looks better than me. Um, <laughs> guys. I hear it every he day. Like, how do the great. guys seem to seem Metabolism. Not put in as much effort and get faster results? I, I mean, know. it's ridiculous. <laughs> Shout out to Justin and Preston. Right. Oh, <laughs> they look <man>. great. <laughs> they do. They, they started with they me. They crush it. They yeah. crush it. Um, anyway, so I have, I've had to, he has communicated to me that he wants more time and I've had to watch Adelaide or like allow him to go and run or go lift weights or things like that, which is totally fine. Cause I want to spend more time with Adelaide anyway. Yeah. Um, that's really the only like communication on a regular basis where he's like, I really don't feel like I've gotten enough time like for myself because yeah. he gives me so much time for myself. Gotcha. And so I try to do the same, you know? Love it. What boundaries have y'all put in place to make sure that you do have time for yourselves and time for each other and time for Adelaide? We, I mean, gosh, I feel like our situation is so different than the regular person. We have so many, so much help mm -hmm. in Treeport. I mean, both of, we're both from here. Yeah. So we have so many sitters that love Adelaide, like, because their granddaughter, I mean, we don't have to have or pay for a babysitter. So it's so, it's amazing that every weekend we have four sets of grandparents that yeah. are like, I want the baby. Oh, that is amazing. So that helps yeah. a lot. You know, I mean, that is a little anomaly in my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, but I have other friends who are dentists, female dentists who have kids, and they have to you know, have extended care, daycare, things like that, you know, to make time to clean the house or go to the grocery store or because they don't yeah, have family in a yeah. town. So it's difficult. It's a, it's a hard trade off or they just bring their kid everywhere, which is fine. Um, there are there are gyms like the gym I went to yesterday that have childcare, you know. Um, so there are ways to get around it if you don't have help. Um, but I just have help. <laughs> I think the biggest boundary that I've had to set up with Caleb is that he loves junk food. <laughs> oh. at night late at night and so he'll oh, like man. i'll be like i'm about to go to bed and he'll have like two puddings and a popsicle <laughs> and he'll be like i'm post making canes you want some oh, I'm like, Caleb. No. <laughs> like all the time i'm like caleb no and so finally i was just like i cannot eat after like seven o'clock like I, I had to make like a, a strong boundary and i ate enough before mm -hmm. seven o'clock that i wasn't hungry yeah because i would always find myself being hungry or wanting that sweet thing at the end of the night, especially when he was eating all that stuff. Makes sense. It's right there. That smells making you salivate. I <laughs> so I, I made like little uh, protein packed chocolates that go in the freezer that I homemade. 
And I, oh, the easiest thing ever is like boil some dates, get them nice and soft, and then put some almond butter in it and then Ooh. cover it with chocolate, um, nice. dark chocolate. How can you slice like, that up? It's yeah. a very tiny little treat that's not many calories and it's like super thin chocolate, so it's not too much chocolate. And if you have like a sweet craving, it satiates it immediately. And so you're going to bring some of these in on Tuesday, right? I actually <laughs> brought some in when you're out of town. Ah! I know you didn't get the car. <laughs> Um, but everyone loved them. Uh, <laughs> My okay, protein yes. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bring some more of that. Please do. Yeah. Those don't take long at all. That's going to be like 10 minutes to make. Nice. That's um, my kind of time yeah. barrier. Yeah. So I try to set myself up for success, essentially, um, by if I'm financially invested in my working out, I'm going to come because yeah. I'm cheap. Like I'm like frugal. If I'm spending money on it, I'm going to be here. Yep. yep. And that's what I learned. Like if I tell myself like, oh, I'm going to wake up at five o'clock and go on a run at my house. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sleep in. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so honestly, for me, it just, it depends on what motivates you. Money motivates me. So I'm paying, I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah. Adelaide motivates me. What I eat is what she's going to eat. So that's helping me with my nutrition. And obviously results motivate me. And I'm seeing great results. Yes, you are. Um, In all, in the different categories than I thought I would see. Like I never have seen my triceps before and now I can. I love that. I love that. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, I've always been an athlete. So like to see new muscles show in the mirror, I'm like, this is weird. This is crazy. (laughs) You know? So that's, it's, it's cool. You'll find different motivators throughout your whole fitness journey. I've been in it a year and I feel like my motivation's, where at first physical attraction, like looking good, and then they shifted. And like, as long as, as much as you learn in this process at this gym, like the book that we're reading, I mean, like there will always be these new motivators that just take you to the next level every time, you know, and it's just, it's, it's great. So I'm lucky that I found it. <laughs> oh, we're lucky to have you. Yeah. And, you know, we're excited to see next year and, yeah. and the year after and like, yeah, there's just so much, so yeah. many good things. And as much as you love educating and learning more, like we do too. And so I love that we'll probably always have this back and forth. Like, what did you learn? What did you learn? Yeah. Cool. Let's see how we can implement. And like, yeah, for yeah. sure. So And read that book, everybody. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll plug the book, um, plug the book link in the show notes in the description below, Ultra Process People. Yeah. Um, but I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Do yeah. you have any kind of last minute thoughts to share with the locals or anybody who's not from the Shreveport Bossier area? Mm, go see your dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just uh, tell tell your spouse, communicate that you're going to go do it so that they can hold you accountable to reaching out. And just the hardest part is reaching out. Like, yeah, like yeah. for whatever reason, it is so hard to like call somebody and yeah. set an appointment. Yeah. So get that part done and it'll be on your calendar. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Everybody, thank you so much for being here. We will talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now.